It's 2003, and in a tie-in to a wildly successful sci-fi movie trilogy, a series of animated shorts debuts, playing with the style and subject matter of the trilogy. And no, we're not talking about the Tartakovsky Clone Wars series, because we already did that. This week is week three of Matrix Month. We're covering the Animatrix. How Star Wars is it? Hello, everybody. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. My name is Josiah. (laughs) And my name is Mike. And this is How Star Wars Is It. This is the only podcast. Yes, as it turns out, we ran the numbers, we did the research, and we're the only podcast. Yeah, it's it's like at the end of that one Twilight Zone story or where there's... It's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, we're the only podcast, but your your AirPods broke and you can't listen to us. <laughs> or no, more more appropriately, uh, there's a library of podcasts, but your your headphone jack only goes into how Star Wars is. Yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only yeah. one that accepts a 3.5 millimeter headphone yeah. jack for some reason. So all yeah, the, that's that's why it's all not the, fair. It's all all the time in the world. What would be a good title for that episode? But it's only how star wars is it <laughs> all the time in the to sweet you no that's the that's the, we just did oh, the yeah, Patreon. in the universe in the universe but anyway what are here we doing? on the show how star wars is it we answer the question how star wars is it wow was yeah. that the tightest way to introduce the show <laughs> i think that is and that's what we should do from now on yeah we're a review show people yeah we review things on a scale of one to ten not of how good or bad they are but of how star wars they are we take everything Star Wars, books, movies, TV shows, toys, video games, everything. We put it in a big pot. We set that pot to simmer. We mix it up. That pot's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, baby. And that's what we're comparing things to, okay? That's the chili. And this week, we are we are knee-deep in Matrix Month. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are, like, wading into Matrix Month, and we are about to be fully submerged. Yeah, now, let's see. If you're listening to this on the date of its release, it's the 20th, and the new Matrix movie comes out in two days. Yes. And I am probably, right now, as, as you are hearing this, so giddy waiting for that movie, but also a little annoyed that I'm about to... Um, go to two different houses for Christmas and not be able to see the movie until I get back. (laughs) Yeah, Mike will be, like, just literally vibrating with anticipation, and I'm gonna somehow... Here's something I heard today. We're Uh recording this a couple of weeks ahead of time, but, um... Apparently, there's a new trailer for the new Matrix movie, and I'm trying to avoid the trailers, but I heard it was great. (laughs) (laughs) This just in. Mike heard the trailer was great. (laughs) I might go watch it. I don't know. I, I, I feel like... The Matrix is weird enough that, like, I feel like even if I watch the trailer, I'm going to have no idea what's going on. Um, sure. And I'm well, excited. yeah, and that's the whole thing with I trailers. Might, now but I'm, like, I'm trying to decide if I should try to watch it before you because I won't be leaving until Christmas Eve, so I do have time to go see it. Mm. But I feel like that would be a betrayal somehow. No, um, please do. I, I would love to see it in the theater first, and then what I will probably do is we, whenever we're back and done traveling and not having to worry about, like, 
getting contagious and infecting our families is go to the theater and then come home and probably right when I get home, turning on HBO Max and watching it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right away. Um, but, but this week, that's not what we're talking about no. anymore. We're talking we, about... We were just we now. We were. <laughs> we're talking about The Animatrix, which, guys, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you know that The Matrix is is the Star Wars prequels. And yes. this is no exception because this is a 2003 series of animated shorts. Created as a tie-in to the films. <laughs> which is, like, wild that we've been saying like that the matrix is prequels so much and that that we have literally the exact same medium it's really bizarre you know what else this is what uh, perhaps even more one-to-one comparison is the most recent as of this recording entry in the star wars uh, i almost said canon but technically that's not the right word legends star wars visions Mm -hmm. the series of anime shorts created in the Star Wars universe that was released on Disney Plus a month or two ago. That Josiah still needs to watch. Uh, yeah, you should. I want to. I, I don't know why I haven't. Um, it's because of depression. Uh, the whole thing is like this, that you can watch all of them in like a movie's worth of time. I really enjoyed the Animatrix. Yeah, let's break into this. It, listeners, if, if you're not aware of the Animatrix, we obviously just said it's a series of animated shorts, but... Uh, conveniently enough, being a Warner Brothers property, the all the Matrix movies are on HBO Max, including the Animatrix. Um, yes. All the shorts are compiled into one essentially like feature-length film. Um, and let's see, there's nine shorts, and uh, should we just go into each one and maybe just say like a brief synopsis of each one and like what our thoughts were. <laughs> yeah. I think also, so just, just some, an overview. These were made by anime studios. Yes. Um, and at least the, one or two were written by the Wachowskis, but yes. not all of them. They wrote four of the segments themselves did not direct any of it though, but they were involved in the production, but weren't like directly involved as far as directing goes. They wrote it, uh, a few of them, um, and they're mostly, I think, mostly made by anime studios. I don't even know if any were made by any Western animation studios. Um, I'd have to look that up. But anyway, let's yeah, let's just jump in because like, there's nine different shorts. They all rule in different mm-hmm. ways. Um, now, uh, the Wikipedia list is in a different order than what was how they were presented on the HBO uh, series. So I think it's just that Final Flight of the Osiris was presented last in the movie, but it's first here on this list. Um, Yeah. Maybe we start with that because that one is like the most intentional to be relevant to the sequel movies that were also released in 2003. It's the Rogue One. It's it's right. it's, a, it's a rogue one. That's of exactly sorts. right. Holy shit! That's exactly right. Because this is literally taking place. Well, interestingly enough, it sets the prologue for the video game Into the Matrix, which yeah. Then... This this is the short that again, not to go back to this, but this will be the last episode that I'm able to do it. Patrick Willems is like rewriting the sequels. He says, "Let's start Matrix Reloaded." with the final flight of the Osiris as sort of like a cold open prologue. Ooh, I like that. Uh, which is fun. You know, like the beginning of um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol when Sawyer from Lost like gets killed and does like yeah. a whole mission and you're like, who's this guy? Why are we following him? That would be a great, a great way to do it. 
That would be really cool. That's a great... It sets the tone. It's ominous. It's like a failure. Yeah, I already am into it. Um, it is... Not a failure, but they all die. <laughs> right. It's also the only one that is in sort of a... Uh, 3D like Polar C- Express. <laughs> yes, a 3D CG sort of animated experience where it's like it's like video game characters from that era. Yeah. Um so it's not and like I will say it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like pretty good, especially Like if there were a, if there were a TV show nowadays that was done in like a CG style in the way that like Clone Wars is done, it would look more like Clone Wars because the sort of stylized caricature characters are easier to sort of get away with kind of cartooniness. Yeah. But like if there were a show that looked like Flight of the Final Flight of the Osiris, I would like watch the hell out of that. Yeah, it's like it 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 works because the character designs are just like simple enough to where it like it doesn't like the animation doesn't like bother you that it's a little bit jerky. Um mm-hmm. And they're also doing, like, really video gamey stuff anyway. So it's just like, yeah, this is video game stuff. It's great. Now, I will also, before we move on to the next one, uh, well, we can talk about the plot, too. But before we move on, this, in in the order of us talking about them, is number one in my count of women in underwear. Yep, yep. One of my, <laughs> one of my biggest notes was there is a lot of, and it's very anime. Yep. There is a lot of sort of just not explained or really necessary the female characters just being in their underwear yes Um, in fact by my count of the nine shorts four of them yeah have a woman in her underwear this one is also might be the horniest because the entire one is super horny the entire not in um in a sort of unearned way it's like good earned horny <laughs> yeah which is not very star wars but the entire first no. s- first half of it is like a duel taking place within the matrix like in the construct between the uh like sort of our leads here who are like a captain and and one of the people on their ship yeah, and they essentially are essentially like the morpheus and trinity of this ship but they are in a relationship and they are cutting their clothing off of each other while blindfold yeah. folded it's like a it's like a samurai sword dojo <laughs> yeah. fight scene and each person gets a, a hit in, but it's in the sense that they cut off a sleeve and then they cut off the skirt. Or and then they're and then they're in their undies at the and very they end. Both each individually at different moments peek at the other one. Yeah, to be like, what's that? How's that body looking? Yeah, and, which, which is, is funny because like <laughs> it's the Matrix. Conceivably, you could make your body look like anything. <laughs> right. It's like in real life, I'm actually I'm actually have tentacles down there, but like in the Matrix. <laughs> Uh-huh. I am sexy. Yeah. Um, it's very Rogue One because it's literally like the it's You're like right. minutes uh, minutes up to the inciting events of the video game slash into Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, they're they're pulled out of the the sexy horny fight because Sentinels are coming after their ship and they see it's like hordes of them and they have the big drilling machines from the Matrix Revolutions. So the Osiris, the ship they're all on, is tasked with like. They're, they're trying to get back to Zion, but they know they're not going to make it. So the woman jacks back into the Matrix this time and tries to get uh, the information to um, anyone else, you know, uh, an actual resistance fighter person of Zion or whatever. So she she goes into the Matrix to a quote-unquote drop point mm-hmm. um, to leave a package in like a blue postal service mailbox and gets it there and then promptly dies 
And um, to your point, Josiah, that is, I think, the very beginning of the video game Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Ghost and Niobe get to that package and learn that Zion is in trouble. They have big drilling machines and a bunch of sentinels are essentially what she did was deliver an email, but it was through the, but she had to run through the matrix really fast. It's Uh, like, who's going to get there first, the ship flying to Zion or like her, her essentially being an email. (laughs) Yeah. She is a, she is a person doing what an email does. Imagine Mm -hmm. if every time you send an email, you had to free run through a city. It's essentially what mouse droids are. Yeah, it's true. You send an email and, and it puts it on there and then they have wheels and a motor. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, I'll go tell them. Boo, 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 boo. It, it is funny that, that Star Wars is like communication technology sort of ends at 1970s capabilities, which was like cassette tapes yeah. and like radio broadcasts. There is, there is a specific type of, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like, there are different like sci-fi aesthetics uh, mm-hmm. and like or like fantasy aesthetics. You know, there's like there's like steampunk, cyberpunk, um, cyberpunk, and the one that Star Wars kind of is is like that sort of seventies like real punk. <laughs> yes, cassette like chunky kind, and like there's it's like there's a name for it. I can't remember what it is, um, or if it's if it's actually a real name or if it's just something I saw on Tumblr one time. Um, but but going j- jumping around a little bit. The aesthetics of these different shorts are all very specific and different. And later yes. on, we have one that kind of jumps into like a noir kind of thing, even though it's like, I guess, taking place in the Matrix, it, but maybe a different it, it one. It is confusing. Like it tries to do the 20s, but then also like computers. <laughs> but let's let's jump into Renaissance. The second Renaissance. Renaissance. Second Renaissance 1 and 2. Yes. So these are um, these are one story. Yeah. Um and essentially it's the you know the matrix follows the humans fighting the machines. This is the dawn of the machines becoming an entity with which to fight. Yes. It's essentially the lore backstory for the world of the Matrix in general. And it, I teased this in last week's episode to you before I knew you had watched this, but I was saying like the Matrix makes it clear the good guys are the people and the bad guys are the machines. But this is like, oh, no, the humans fucked everything up. They were, you know, the, the uh, you know, yeah. uh, they were society the gets to a point where robots are invented to help with everyday tasks in the same way that we have, like, Roombas or whatever. And then uh, the, the robots end up... Uh, gaining some sense of self-awareness and realize that they are oppressed. And the imagery in this is very both U.S. civil rights movement as well as, like, Holocaust. Like, robots are, like, shoveled into a mass grave and there's the Million Machine March. Yeah. And, like, they want their own autonomy. And it's, like, it's a little, I don't know, like, maybe it's a little... uh... It's it's on the nose as fuck. Yeah, it's very on the nose. It might be a little too on the nose to to be like this is like these this the movement of these fake machines is like these real world tragedies that happen. But it also I sort of appreciated its on the noseness because yeah. like what a swing, especially for like yeah. two thousand three. Like in the same way that they they worked George W. Bush into the um, oh totally the architects yeah. like reference of like. And then when we did the second Matrix, it was hell. <laughs> the the um the Matrix movies are anti-capitalist as fuck because yeah. essentially like what these because like what what do they say like in the beginning of 
this one uh they're like the human humanity fell victim to vanity and corruption mm-hmm. um which is like what what else is that but just like rampant money and you know capitalism everywhere uh causing all these issues but yeah i wrote down like the humans are the bad guys in mm-hmm. these two shorts until the machines no longer look human once the right. machines stop trying to look human they become the ones doing the horrors. Right, in the way of, like, Lord of the Rings, like, the orcs look scary, therefore they're bad. I was just gonna say, it's very much that, like, they are making us want to side with the robots until, with the machines, until the machines no longer want to look human, and then, and then it is scary. Then it's, like, body horror stuff, because they are harvesting humans for energy, basically. right, right. Look, looking at the Wikipedia entry, I'm like learning some stuff that I may have missed just because I wasn't paying terribly close attention. But, um, you know, the thing that sort of incites the million machine march is a bigger robot is on trial. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what'd you say? It's bigger. Oh, yeah, right. His name is BI66ER. Which is apparently a reference to a book uh, to Native Son. Interesting. Oh, interesting, because then his defense attorney is named Clarence Drummond, named yeah. after Clarence Darrow, and then Henry Drummond, the the Inherit the Wind character, the who's based on Clarence Darrow. Yeah, the Scopes Monkey Trial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they really, they once again, they weren't... The Matrix Which is never... Which, of course, was like the, the trial, you know, the um, Dred Scott trial. Of, oh, yes. That too. That African Americans were not entitled to citizenship under United States law. <laughs> yes. So it, it could not be more on the nose. No. The, the robots then get their sort of, for lack of better term, Zion. They're like yeah. promised land in the cradle of society. That you know the Fertile Crescent, and they create, you know, their own home country zero one, and then all of a Which sudden then, there's all these like sanctions uh, from other countries. Well, to them and because they are machines and are better at pretty much everything they right. they immediately start doing very well because they don't have human limitations right. which and america then, will not stand behind no. it says you know like the world powers but again to your point it's america <laughs> it's very clearly america that that's the aggressor in all of this and then and then right and then we get into the second one and they like do a nuclear attack which doesn't do anything because they're machines and they're like we can just right weather this this radiation right so then again america uh-huh. is who bombs the sky to cut them off from solar energy which then is what leads them to take over humans to use them as a uh as copper as an energy source which it um yeah, it's th- this one. Is, the second one is a little bit of the turn where it's like the machines are evil now; they're bad guys because right. they start looking more like spidery, like you know. But it's funny because even in that, it's like, well, yeah, but like they want to survive, and yeah. we are not. We are we are trying to keep that from happening. So then, when that does, they're like, okay, what's Plan B? Well, these guys have have lightning in them. Yeah, they've got they've got electricity, and then we can just yeah. use their electricity. Yeah, there's um, that's the first two. It's 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 a level of lore that's pretty fun and cool because it just like goes over the big stuff really quickly. Yeah, I really like it. It also yeah. sort of repaints to me. So so in the first movie, when they have the whole big exposition dump scene, Morpheus tells Neo, "You believe it's the end of the 21st century, 1999, or the 20th century rather, but." Uh, 
in in all reality it's more like 2199 right then when we meet the architect and he says they reboot the matrix essentially every 100 years and that we always start in the earthbound human 20th century cuz that's when like that's the math we did that it's like this is what humans will accept right. as like not as much hardship as like the 1700s or like hell right for sure <laughs> and so like because this neo is in matrix 6 it's actually more li- more than likely 600 years yeah. since the since first 2000, Matrix was first booted up. Which would, would have been in like 2100 or 50 yeah, or right, something like that. Yeah, right, because then this second renaissance, like these, these two parts cover something like I would think 100 or 200 years. So like the architect makes me believe it's 2600. Yeah. And then this makes me believe maybe it's 2800 by the time we meet Neo. Yeah. Which I think is rad. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> it's very cool. It's really good sci-fi shit. It's just yes. very cool. Um, Even though it is like so so certainly right on the nose, right on the nose hammer yeah. on the nail. <laughs> they're they're taking real world things and just applying them exactly to this like, you know, mm-hmm. sci-fi world. Let's keep going cuz we're going to run yes, out of yes, time. Yes. Yeah, we are. The next one I think it, I think you're right. It is out of order on the wiki because the next one I think is program I feel like that's before Kid's Story. Yeah, I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. We can go out of order. So Kid's Story is the next one on the wiki, which this one was maybe my least favorite because I just didn't care that much. Um, Yeah, it's the story of the kid we meet in Matrix Reloaded who's like, hey, Neo, thanks for getting me out. Yeah. And it's essentially the story of Neo at his office when he's Thomas Anderson. Yes. When Morpheus calls him to get him out. It's basically that, but with a kid and a skateboard. Yeah, and I was also like, the kid is way cooler in animation than he is in real life. Totally. Because like he did, in real life, he's like, gee golly whiz, sir. And in, the, yes. in this animation, he's like, I ride a skateboard and I'm cool at it. And I go through the girl's bathroom. Yeah, and they're like, you're not a girl. And also, the, the one thing that I do like in this, oh, I don't dislike it. I just think you're right. It's just sort of like straight. Yeah, through. it's fine. He... The, the he has like a premonition of him falling off off of his school or whatever, and at the very end he like jumps out of a window off of the top of his school, and then he we see his funeral, and then we see him like wake up aboard the Nebuchadnezzar or whatever, and Neo and the gang saved him, and someone says something like, "I didn't realize that." cell substantiation was possible or whatever and they were all like yeah neither did i so effectively he is the first and as far as i understand only documented case of someone dying in the matrix and still being alive in the real world i I think that's like what they're saying i thought it was a case of he red pilled himself um you know what i mean he he Uh, sure he his his uh jumping and dying was the sort of like signal this is why to find his pod yes this is why i don't like this one as much as something because there's another short that does something very similar where someone basically breaks free like basically red pills himself right as well and i think it's it's cooler he's an athlete i think it's cooler in that one because in this one it's just like I don't know. It's like he just believed hard enough and he was able to get himself out of the matrix on his own because he's like, you saved me, Neo. And he was like, you saved yourself, which right. is like, okay, then did he really literally just like believe so hard that he woke up from the matrix? Because right. not even like Neo could do that, you know? 
Although um, they say in the Matrix, the first movie, that they they try not to free a mind when it's past a certain age, mm. and maybe because he's young in a sort of uh, Jedi finding younglings kind of way, maybe yeah. his inhibitions and realities aren't quite so rigid. But I, can I see, see what you're saying. It is a little bit more kind of like silly fantasy <laughs> but we to, to jump into the other one i was talking about yeah world, yeah the world, world record, record i love the idea of this one which is that a guy ran so fucking fast Yeah, he's like he, an olympic level track runner he ran so fast he saw through the matrix because right. he ran faster than he should have been able to yeah and he like hurts his leg but is pushes past it because he wants so hard to beat his record right. that he basically sees through the matrix and forces himself to and i love that idea that you it can is just... really cool. Like, like in the sense of any athlete trying to push themselves, they're watching tape of themselves. They're trying to like, like maximize the human capability of like the machine that is the leg and the heart. And yeah. that is essentially what hackers, Neo and the like are doing. They're yes. realizing like, this is all just code. And that's what he's doing is be, is, is being like, right. I can run faster if I just ignore the bits of code that are like telling me reality. that my leg hurts. Yeah, like Which, air. I love that idea so much. That <laughs> it you could reminds just... me a little of um, Soul, that Pixar movie Soul. Oh, when yes, like, yes, yes. Someone is like uh, doing the thing they love so intensely that they go into the zone and they're like yeah. tapping into something else. Yes, it does have that feeling of like tran- you, you transcend yeah. because you're so good at the thing that you do that you transcend this reality into the ability to see into another reality which so, yeah, in this like case the, is literal the star wars analog of this would be like if han solo used the force which yeah, we exactly. don't know he hasn't it's true he's you know he's like force. they they make the point to kind of say like everybody has midi chlorians in it everybody's cells have them it's just a matter of like the the concentration and density of them tends to well, determine your predisposition for force sensitivity was it you or someone else at some point that said that like han is like not not like force sensitive but he's like force lucky or something like right like the force likes him (laughs) yes he he is not force sensitive he can't control it at all but like he gets involved in these grand events because the force has an affinity for him and thinks he's cool exactly like that's like what this runner does. It's very It's neat. like if you were playing The Sims and you made a guy to look like you and you like give him all your like attention, but then you have another guy who you gave like a crazy rainbow afro and you're like, I'm gonna give you attention too. Yeah, Even though you're, you're not cool. my guy. <laughs> you're not me, but you actually are cool. But you fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna have woohoo so much. <laughs> I'm gonna make you have woohoo yeah. nonstop. Right. And then I'm gonna make you. And then I'm gonna make the 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 woman you have woohoo with mm-hmm. eat two watermelons so that she'll have a girl, <laughs> or whatever the code was. There were um, weird codes. So yeah, world record is cool. It's definitely mother a load, cool mother concept. Mother load, mother load, mother load, mother load. What, what's That's that? what you would say. Oh, oh. In, it's the cheat code in The Sims to get a lot of money. To get anyway. Woo- oh, okay. So um, so yeah, world record is a, a really cool premise. I I will admit that it like doesn't stick as much with me as some of these others because 
Like, it might just be that the animation style is so bananas, which also is true about kids' story, that, like, they're very interesting to look at. But, like, for whatever reason, I think because they're so kind of sketchy, my brain grabs onto the more, like, literal representations better. See, I think that's why I remembered World Records so much is because it's ugly. It's it's bizarre looking. Like, (laughs) a lot of the animation in this is not... Like, it's all very well done and well crafted, but it is not made to look pretty. It is made to look like... It's like art. Yeah, it's like this world record is very visceral. And I was like, yeah, this is nasty. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we on now? We did Kid Story. We did World Record Program. Yeah, we skipped over Program, yeah. We we haven't done Program. Program is kind of fun. Um, It's another instance of woman in underwear. Woman in underwear, yeah. Toward the end. And basically it's someone... A woman and a man who are in the Matrix in a program or in, in in their own program doing a kind of another kind of like samurai thing. Right. Um, And they're having this this fight and sh- he's the like... The man kind of does the cipher thing of like, yeah, he, would you like to yes. go back into the Matrix? <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go back in. I want you to come with me because I love you. She's like, no. And they fight and she ends up killing him. And then when she wakes up, she finds out from her crew, I guess, that she's on the ship with, that that was all just a simulation to test her. Mm -hmm. Here's a fun bit. I don't know if we used this term in 2003, but, you know, it's always fun to sort of look at the Matrix as a trans text now in hindsight. Her, the the main character's name is Cis, C-I-S. Oh. Like, were we using the term Cis as far back as 2003? I can't imagine that the greater world yeah, was, but I, no. I wouldn't be surprised if in, in transgender spaces there was the word cisgender sure. uh, and cis, but yeah. Um, cause yeah, I only this remember- one's like pretty forgettable. Yeah, it's not as... Uh, it, 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 it's, it feels very um, straightforward in a it's weird like way. It's like a story using the reality of the Matrix that this particular creator or team of creators wanted to make, and that's great. Yeah. It's nice. It's fine. Um, the f- term cisgender was first coined in 1994, apparently. Okay. So it definitely could have been uh, uh, deliberate, but who knows? Um, we only have a few left. Yeah, Beyond. That's the one with the haunted house. This now, one here's was another really example cool. of this was a, a teenager, but a girl in underwear. <laughs> yes, girl, another girl in underwear. Uh, this one was beautiful. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty beautifully cool. animated. There's very there's pretty. a place in this town. It's in Japan um, that neighborhood kids call a haunted house, and it seems to be a place where, like, in fact, the 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 sort of machine view on screen at some point says like render anomaly detected so it's like a house in the matrix that like the render engine like glitched on yeah so things like gravity and other things like that like don't work at this house so it is perceived by these children to be a haunted house but it's just that like the code couldn't remember how to like make gravity (laughs) and then this teen girl goes to find her cat who's in there and a bunch of other younger kids come with her and phil and lil are there i I wrote Phil and Lil in my notes. <laughs> the contractual the, the voice obligation. actor who plays both Phil and Lil does yeah. essentially exactly those two voices. I feel like they were just contractually obligated to be a kid in everything uh-huh. around that time. Right. So they're great. 
And this one's really cool. I, 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 the plot lost me a little bit because I wasn't sure why she was so upset when she left. I was like, did they leave some of the kids in there and yeah, some of the kids died? Yeah, it's like died? kind of muddy and not like super interesting. It's very beautifully animated. That's what stood out to me is uh-huh. like the the zero gravity effects and like all the way they're jumping around is very cool. It might be the one that looks the most anime from yes. my limited Western understanding. It definitely looks the most 2003 anime right of of like what anime was at that time and sort of like the style like not 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 modern at all but uh and not cowboy bebop like 90s like very Mm -hmm. 2000 anime but it's Um, cool in that like again to make a star wars analog it's like when the force takes different forms like um in rebels there's a character called bindu who is like a keeper of the force and like in the clone wars there's like the mm. the witches the the night sisters of um oh dathomir right who like yep. what they do is like dark magic but again it's all the force it's just like taking different forms um and in this case like the reality and the sort of way to manipulate the matrix the form it's taking is like what if the matrix you know how like we've said before like oh you ever feel depressed that's the mm-hmm. matrix <laughs> yeah. Or you ever th- think you see a ghost? That's the Matrix. And then yeah. this, it's like, you ever think there's a haunted house? That's the Matrix. <laughs> That's the Matrix. It is... Um, oh, the thing I think that is the coolest idea about this is that it does give you that, like, uh, command terminal-like text. Right. And then... But it's, it's like so simple in lines of text but then it shows us what's happening in the actual world of the matrix to resolve that and that's a cool idea of like all all these like lines of code have a real world or like not a real world a fake world a matrix application that that something happens in there agents showing up to try to cleanse it let's keep trucking yeah we only have two left this one's confusing because it's the 20s um (laughs) but there's typewriters noir looking there's typewriters and computers it's sort of it's a very interesting style of sci-fi because it's like we were talking about with Star Wars being stuck in the 70s. This is like, what if sci-fi was 20s-ish? Right. Um, it made me wonder if there's multiple different, because this could be, absolutely could be the case, if there's multiple different matrices and this one is just one that happens to be in a more 20s era. Yeah, and because uh, it's Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity... Yeah. My brain is saying, no, actually, this is just a fun interpretation of the Matrix that we all see. But your point, it, it could be, you know, this new movie that's coming out has Trinity and Neo and they both died. Yeah, in exactly. In the canon that we know. So, like, yeah, maybe there are all simultaneously, like, alternate Matrix universes. <laughs> here, here, Yeah, I think that there's a bunch of different Matrix universes that Trinity as a hacker and all the humans that are alive in the real world, when they pick up people from different Matrixes, they can be coming from any of them. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. like, this guy who's the detective who's trying to track down the hacker Trinity, which, of course, they're referring to as a he the whole time. And it's sure. like, <laughs> she, I thought you were a guy. she. Most guys do. <laughs> and they, um, uh, he, he's, he's, she's sort of testing this guy to see if he can make it and, and get red pilled or whatever. But, um, he doesn't make it and he dies. Yeah. I think this one's really cool, but also it is sort of like nothing and inconsequential. It's like almost just all style. <laughs> yeah. It's very much just like we did a, a, a film noir detective yeah. story in yeah, the matrix. Yeah. Um, I have a th- this leads me to a theory I have about resurrections, which I don't want. I almost don't want to say because I don't want it to be right and to spoil <laughs> the movie. So 
Um, but I might say it later anyway. Last okay. one. This one I think might have the most interesting idea and the yeah. weirdest execution. I, I wrote I wrote down in my note, matriculated fucking rules. <laughs> it's so weird. It looks like Eon Flux or Aeon yeah, Flux. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very it's very coolly animated and the idea of it is basically what if humans put robots in the matrix and then which, like re like sort of brainwash them like right. did Pro- the thing the machines are doing to the people which is like hey we're not all bad yeah and so they're literally turning robots to their they're turning machines to their side slowly but surely by capturing them plugging them into their version of a matrix yeah, in which like, they again, are like all, a construct in which they are all sort of robotic humanoid looking people um also another girl in underwear yeah underwear in this one yeah in crazy proportions like her waist is like an arm (laughs) yeah 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 it's like a disney princess kind of thing going on um it's like elsa's wrist is as wide as her waist right um it's the but my only thing with here is and i think it's this way on purpose is what the hell's going on in that robot matrix it's it's very unclear speaking of the tartakovsky clone wars this this short does not rely on dialogue yes there's a and, lot of like and that's laughing somewhat to its detriment because it yeah. is unclear what's going on yeah they this is and this on the wiki lest you think you might get more information the robot experiences moments of mystery horror wonder and excitement leading it to believe it may have an emotional bond with alexa the main like uh, yeah. woman in this short but so this like team, they don't even like, they don't even know what's going on no right and this is like a team sort of like the Nebuchadnezzar team, but they live like on a, it looks like the ship has like run aground or they live like just in the, yeah, on the surface. On the surface and, uh, near an ocean kind they, of thing. They try to capture sentinels like one at a time to convert them to the good side. And then the end of this ends with like bad guy sentinels finding them. And then they release their converted good guy sentinels to try to save them. And then I think they all die. <laughs> they all die. Yep. And then there's one, uh, uh, the, the, the good guy robot that tried to save them at the end is like, watching over the precipice at the very end yeah so that's we we got more into the plot of these than we did I, into the movies we really did <laughs> which is weird but i think we just both like this yeah uh it was very cool yeah yeah and also it's very star wars yeah and we covered a lot of star wars things on the way so we did i don't know I maybe pretty we good. go to the break <laughs> let's go to the break okay Whee! i don't know i'll say this again and we're hacked <laughs> and we're hacked and um, we're Animatrix. So and we're, we're here on How Star Wars Is It. We're talking about the Animatrix today. And, and we're Animaniacs. Yeah. We're tiny and we're toony. <laughs> Did you know that the Animaniacs were about the Animatrix? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were maniacs about. Yeah, right. Um, okay. This week, I have the game. Now, the Animatrix fills out some of the expanded universe, as it were, of Matrix lore. And as you may know, the canon of the Matrix does not end with the Animatrix or the films. There were video games and comics. Oh, yes, indeed. Which are actually kind of hard to find, as it turns out. Um, Interesting. uh, And so, in this week's game... We are playing fiction, fan fiction, or fiction <gasps> yes, fiction. I good. will read you a blurb of a Matrix Expanded Universe story, and you have to determine if it's real Matrix lore, uh, as in sanctioned by the Matrix company slash Warner Brothers slash the Wachowskis, 
a piece of fan fiction or something I made up. Good. If it's if it's real, it's fiction. <laughs> yes. If it's fan fiction, it's fan fiction, and if I made it up, it's fiction fiction. Right. Yes. Got it. Uh oh, and uh, there's eight of these, but uh, I I failed to bring this up last week, or maybe I did bring it up, but um, the game we played last week, Only Connect, inspired by the British game show Only Connect. I mentioned that like each round or each like puzzle is represented not by like a number or a letter, but by an Egyptian hieroglyphic. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm going to just tell you the six of those as we cover the first six, and then the last two just won't have a hieroglyphic. But um, your first okay, clue great. is the two reeds. <laughs> Good. That's the other thing. They, they don't have anything to do with the clue. <laughs> okay. It's just the two reeds is the hieroglyph. Uh-huh. Um, and I will use this nomenclature from here on out in every game. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We're, we only have hieroglyphs for right. numbered lists from what now on. What I could on. say was question number one, but actually yeah. it's the question two reads. Um, okay. <clears throat> A story that follows the freeing of Niobe. Bella Jefferson is a middle school math teacher by day but active in the online hacking community at night. Similar to the freeing of Neo, she receives a mysterious cell phone call while teaching a class. She doesn't have much time to escape. Things get really interesting when her 11 and 12-year-old students begin turning into agents. Oh, that's fun. That feels like a good tie-in. Feels like a comic, maybe. I'm going to say fiction. Uh, no, it is fiction fiction. Dang it. <laughs> I made it up. That would have been a good one. Call us. <laughs> now, again, here's here's always the rule with uh, this game is if I made it up, that's not to say that someone else didn't also. <laughs> right. This could be real, but just not in this instance. But I know I made that up. Uh, okay. The next question is the lion. <laughs> uh, I'll take the lion, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if the cake scene from Matrix Reloaded, had more scandalous material that ended up on the cutting room floor. I'm going to say fan fiction. <laughs> that is correct. I didn't even bother reading it, but you know how like on those fan fiction websites, there will be like tags of like the yeah. content. This, the tags of this are, is just like a fucking paragraph and it reads like the aristocrats. <laughs> like, like, I know I saw the word vomiting in there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> The Aristocrats, for those who don't know, is is the long and very dirty joke yeah. of legend. Yeah, right. There's a documentary that Penn Jillette made about it. Uh, all right. The next question is the Twisted Flax. <laughs> I'll take the Twisted Flax question, please. <laughs> uh, a crew enters the Matrix to destroy a virus in the form of a load of cash that instills confusion and schizophrenia to those who touch it. They're met by a gang of anonymous criminals also after the money. A motorcycle race ensues, and all the criminals, collectively, are met by a barrage of army, police, and agents, prefaced by a glitch in the Matrix. The crew and the criminals now share a common enemy. Hmm. That was, that was a lot. I feel like I'm going to go ahead and say fiction yeah <laughs> yeah i was like how can i summarize this like so okay the <clears throat> this i think might well i won't say this now but um it, that's from a comic called okay an easy one 
Um, An easy one. And yeah, I, I kind of had to read like a whole synopsis to to get like enough plot points to sort of outline. But yeah, it, it was very specific and there's a lot that happens. Uh, the comics, by the way, were all published on like thematrix.com, also kind of during this time period. So and, they're not... Uh, that's they why they're were, hard to they, find. They eventually released some as single issues, and then they did like a whole 20th anniversary hardcover collection. And I looked all over the place last night to try to get my hands on one, and they just like, you can't find it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Or you can, and it's like hundreds of dollars. Uh, okay, the next question is, let's see. Uh, oh, the Horned Viper. The Horned Viper, please. Uh, okay. Shortly after Neo meets the Architect... The Merovingian attacks the Oracle. The attack was facilitated by a sacrificial trade with the compassionate program Rama Khandra. The Merovingian acquired the deletion codes for the Oracle's external shell, and in exchange, he gave Rama Khandra's daughter, Sati, her freedom, despite her lack of purpose in the machine world. That sounds like a tie-in. But it also could be fake. I'm going to say fiction, fiction. It's just regular fiction. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's when we talked last week about how the actress who played the Oracle was replaced. Oh, that that was their... The, it's, it's referenced like really quickly in the movie, but there's a more substantial story that's explored in the video game Enter the Matrix. I see. Uh, her, her external shell gets deleted, but because what's his face the merovingian is sort of in charge of like deleting unnecessary programs unless they serve a purpose to him like werewolves exactly uh, rama Khandra, the mother of sati like bargain sati's freedom or whatever okay uh the next question is water <laughs> the water, water hieroglyph the water hieroglyph please uh every week mouse remember mouse from uh, the first movie yeah <laughs> he created the lady in red Every yeah. week, Mouse goes into the construct aboard the Nebuchadnezzar to create his own virtual world, a racing video game where each player battles to the finish line equipped with whimsical weapons like turtle shells and banana peels. Once he has it finished, he challenges the crew to play. They all begrudgingly jack in, and off they go. F- fan fiction? No, it's I made it up. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, that's pretty goofy. Fiction. Uh, I mean, like, that is, again, like, fan fiction. I'm a fan, and I made it up, so I suppose that's what that is. But um, I, but I did the, detail yeah. some more of the story here in the answer. It is fiction fiction. Switch wins. Okay. APOC comes in second. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cypher ends up, like, he didn't he didn't want to do it in the first place, but then after playing it, he ends up thinking it's kind of fun. And then Trinity takes it way too seriously and keeps asking people to play, and she loses every time. <laughs> Morpheus will one... play. He's got to pilot the ship, and they haven't gotten Neo yet. So Right. And it's only a four-player game anyway, so Morpheus <laughs> yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Morpheus can't play. Uh, and then, of course, the last question is... Oh, let's see what... Mike's going through hieroglyphs in his mind. Two reads, lion, water... Uh, Horned Viper. The fuck? Why can't I pull it? I watch this every day. <laughs> Mike's mad that he can't remember hieroglyphs right now, which is funny to me. But he did. He has watched this show every day recently. It's so, so crazy. 
uh, two reeds, lion, twisted flax, horned viper, and water. Wait, that's only five, but I know there's six. Hang on, let me go to the images. Oh, and the eye of Horus, of course. The eye of Horus, <laughs> of course. Uh, okay, set shortly after the second renaissance, this story focuses on a machine factory. The machines, still in humanoid form, begin diversifying their creations to fight the humans. They design the articulated tentacle arm and discover its supreme utility in killing humans. All of this leads to the creation of the first squid sentinel named Alpha. Hmm. That feels pretty real. I'm going to say fiction. It's fiction fiction. I made it up. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I was like, that'd be kind of fun. I love that the machines at first tried to look like humans because mm-hmm. it's a classic sci-fi thing, but then right. they eventually realize that, like, wait, that's super inefficient. Let's just, like, do our own yeah, thing. Yeah, right. I also like that because uh, we see in the Second Renaissance short, the machines do have, like, manufacturing, and they're the ones who make the hovercrafts. Yeah. That, like, the humans end up flying around, um, which my guess is, of course, those would have been, like, exports from the nation Zero One. Zero One. Um but it that? also is very Geonosis, machines making machines, how perverse. Yeah, disgusting. C-3PO. How perverted. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, he says how perverted. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so there are two more questions, and because Only Connect is in groups of six, um, let's go back to the Twisted Flax. <laughs> Because that's my, that's actually, I think maybe they're, they're almost all my favorite because like hearing someone go, we'll take the Horned Viper is very funny. The Horned Viper. Uh, okay. Number seven, the key maker is held prisoner by the Merovingian, as we know, but what lock can truly hold the key maker prisoner? The key maker can make quick work of the door he's behind, but only worries about being heard by the guards stationed outside. So, little by little, for one hour a day, he carves his escape keyhole, waiting for the opportune moment to escape. Hmm. Fiction? Fan fiction. Fan fiction. It's fan fiction. Yeah! (laughs) I I was going through that AO3, you know, like a... What's it called? Yes, archive of our own. Yeah, right. Uh, And this one... I had to read the actual like portions of the actual story because the tagline or like the like synopsis was just like, "What lock can keep the keymaker prisoner?" or something like that. Yeah, uh, which is cool. Uh, okay, and then the final question will again say the two reads. <laughs> uh, the Merovingian is the lead agent, quote unquote, in Matrix 2.0, and happily controls all other security forces. Being French, he builds a French-style mansion in a swamp surrounded by hot peppers. No. He employs three (laughs) beings known as werecats who torture Uh, humans with voodoo dolls and their likenesses. When humans fight, their minds are taken from them, but their bodies remain jacked into the matrix through the (sighs) harvesting pod, thus rendering their matrix selves lifeless zombies. Yeah, of course. But will his werecat agents stand up to a group of scrappy human resistance fighter and their hacked talking dog program? That's going to be... A classic case of fiction fiction. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, God, one can like only hope Monsters that... are real. That's Matrix 2. Yeah. One can <laughs> only hope that Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island exists <laughs> in the Matrix. Yeah. 
I was thinking about that during this viewing of the Animatrix. That's the game. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I always yeah, yeah. love fan fiction, 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 or real real yeah, fiction, yeah. whatever. It's very Are You Cal Realcian, but... Are a, You Lando Cal Realcian? Yeah. Do you think that Baudrillard exists in the world of the Matrix? Mm. Well, that I do be think that. Because up. in the Matrix, parentheses, 1999, when uh, Dodd or Todd or whatever comes to, to Neo's apartment at the very beginning, and that's when he follows the white rabbit out to the Rob Zombie Club, he's like, he gets a he gets some kind of like floppy disk from him, and he's like $2,000 or whatever, and he's like, thank you, man, you're my own personal Jesus Christ. That whole scene... Mm-hmm. Neo, when he gets the money, he takes it to a carved out, hollowed out book of oh, yeah. simulation and simulacra, wherein he yeah. deposits the money and takes out the disc. That raises so some Baudrillard s- absolutely exists because that book exists. <laughs> that raises some serious questions. Yeah, it's almost like the machines like want a certain amount of people to like figure out, which of course we find out they do. There's they do. a they do. statistical anomaly named the one. Um, well. Let's see. We've done a pretty good job at doing our show today. I think we... Yeah. I think I was trying to figure out what zero one translates to in binary, um, but I don't know enough about computers to Well, in tell. base two, when you count up, it's 1, 10, 11, 100, 101, 110, 111. Like, so zero one would be like one, like alpha first. Okay. That's what I, I mean, that's my what interpretation is, of it. What does ASCII mean? American Standard Code for Information. Okay, great. Yeah, it's like, a, what, a 256 character alphabet? Is that? I don't know. I'm <laughs> stupid. Because <laughs> it's also based, it's not, I don't know if it's binary, but it's based on like a non-base 10 system, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um <laughs> We should pick a unit of measure. I feel like we did a pretty good job along the way deciding what or talking about Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, this is hornier than Star Wars, but it is a series of anime shorts, which is very Tartakovsky. It's also very Visions. And we've made the point to say that, like, animated tie-ins to a series in 2003 is very Star Wars, is very prequels. I would say this is as Star Wars as the other two sequels. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, we've also made the point that the... Matrix movies or the Matrix sequels specifically are very prequels in general and this is both more of the sequel movies stuff and in a very prequelsy manner tie-in stuff so right. I think you're right I think it's going to hit that same mark yeah it's very um like how no one until very recently made like a proper sequel to Halloween number yeah. one they were doing yeah. like sequels to the sequels or whatever The this is sequels to the sequels Yes. Um, let's see. Do we think we're ready for unit of measure? Yeah, yeah we get I have a unit of measure, and here's how I justify this coming into existence. Okay. If I watch the Animatrix once, and then I watch half of it again, okay. we come to six girls in underwear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because there um, are four different instances of that. Yeah, it's very anime. They're like, why? Why let's just have the main. Everyone yeah, else like is the in- one that like really like made me pay attention to that because it is like annoying that I keep bringing it up. But like, it's that it's that um 
that test, like when the two people are sparring yeah. and then he he's like, it was just a test. It was just a program or whatever. When she like wakes up in the real world, she was jacked into the matrix in like a t-shirt and like underpants. <laughs> yeah. Well, same like, as, why weren't you wearing pants? Same that in, like, is ma- a rule of this reality. <laughs> in, in matriculated and the one that we, that's where they're trying to get yeah. the robots. Like everyone else is wearing normal clothes and she walks in in her underwear to be like like, are we jacking in and it's like what's going on you were just outside (laughs) yeah it's very anime um i'm gonna do girls in underwear is is the perfect unit of measure so Uh i feel jealous that i didn't pick it first (laughs) um i'm gonna do i guess why not animation studios there's more than six but there was a bunch of them so I'm, and I'm gonna just give it a solid six. Yeah, I think this is a six. Yeah, there we there you have it, folks. Which is good because the two sequels netted out to six and a quarter, and this does feel like a slight degree less Star Wars because Star Wars does taste an awful lot like live action films. Yes, even true, though it exactly. has all this shit in it, like this this that's a good that feels good to me. It's weighted towards live action films yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, go if if you are if you are like me a matrix novice and you're like why are they doing all these matrix episodes i would say out of all the things that we've watched <laughs> watch the animatrix yeah <laughs> if you had to pick one thing out of all these things to watch i would say well watch the original matrix it's a very good movie yeah um but and even then watch bef- the like hour of cutscenes they shot on 35 millimeter film specifically for 2004's video game enter yeah. the Matrix. i still yeah, yeah, actually yeah, 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 yeah. haven't watched that i kind of want to now yeah or we should just <laughs> play the through the game scenes. let's find like an xbox like an original <laughs> xbox and play i have through an the xbox game. 360 which i think would probably be backwards compatible <laughs> yeah i i bet we could find it man um, that would be would a say, hoot <laughs> that would be i'm sure the game is unplayable by modern standards oh, i'm by sure the way, i owe you an apology when i said <gasps> i think serif is spelled like serif the typographical thing it yes, is spelled serif like like serif the angel yeah i know that because i watch everything with subtitles because i'm an old man <laughs> of course and so every time he spoke it said his name and i yeah, said yes yeah. he's an angel <laughs> um but yeah i would say if you were going to watch anything watch this because it's just interesting and cool and the artistry is very well done you might Um, i mean we just summarized the whole damn thing so apologies if we spoiled it for you but it might be weird to follow if you haven't seen specifically the matrix sequels yeah Uh, but yeah honestly i think this is definitely worth the trip especially if you've seen the movies and you you didn't ever think of watching this like i think it's totally worth it i would say even if you're just a sci-fi fan watch these yeah yeah because like i I think again like here's my here's my thought with this new movie people some people i think are still kind of worried that it's not going to be good or that it's like wait those characters died why would they be back for me it's like okay the worst things in the series are the sequel movies and i liked those look there's this weird anime thing and i love it (laughs) yeah Okay, wait, Mike, take your headphones out because I don't want to be right and spoil the movie unless oh, okay. you want to hear my theory. Prediction. <laughs> do you want to make? Do you want to hear it? I kind of do. Okay, here's my theory. Because this is this is my theory, and it's based on the fact that there is a different actor playing Morpheus. Yeah, a character named Morpheus. <laughs> so my theory is is that what we find out in this new movie, why it's called Resurrections, is that not only are the is the Matrix a system of control and a system of oppression on the humans that are being stuck inside it 
as they are producing humans, they are producing uh, not clones, but yes. they made another Morpheus. Oh, They've made another God. Trinity. They made another Neo or whoever. And so like what, every that's, that's such a machine behavior. Yeah. So every hundred years or whatever, when they reboot, they have the same people. And so there's a Niobe. There's a you know uh, the general who is like mean and yelling. Like every and they can to an extent predict what's going to happen because they have patterns yeah. of we know who these people are we built them from like they're all born in pods anyway right and so they have literally just made a new morpheus which and yeah which means they would have had to have like somehow artificially like inseminated an egg cell so yep. they probably so they, just have like basic human dna and there's only so many combinations they can make before they're like this seems like it's it's more work than we need you know let's you know like the the scene in the the lady in red in the first movie uh everybody's in black and white except for the lady in red because it's it's not the matrix it's the construct Mm -hmm. um and everybody in that scene is a twin right they all like they cast a bunch of twins to make it seem like oh yeah this is a lo-fi render (laughs) right and so it, I, I, that's my theory is that I we're going to find idea. out that the machines are not are not only like keeping humanity oppressed, they are also literally manufacturing humans sure. in the first place. Um, Which like anyway, we know that to be true. Exactly. Wow, I like but that prediction. Sp- they are being specific about it. Um, that's our show. Do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at How Star Was Is It, or you can send us an email at a good podcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. We still have Sandra, you've still got 33 unread messages. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you want more of the show, we do make a weekly bonus episode of the show on Patreon, and you can find out more at patreon.com slash how star wars is it five dollars a month gets you a weekly bonus episode as well as a monthly commentary track and josiah made a good point last week you can just listen to that you don't need to like cue it up and watch the movie at the same time yeah but we've been doing commentaries of all the star wars movies where we're past the halfway mark we're even a little further than that um so there's hours and hours of fun for you to enjoy over there and this uh, month's the December commentary is on Solo. I can't remember if Mike just said that or not, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, the it's Solo commentary rules. Uh, go check it out. But it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. Yes. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. Bye.